Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Chase Jarvis Live Show here on Creative Live. This show is where I sit down with the world's top creatives, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders and do my best to unpack all of their brain and share it with you. That's right, the hope of helping you live your dreams in career, in hobby, and in life. That's the focus of the show. And today's show, as has been on occasion, I create a little bit of variety and I don't have a guest on. And on those shows, which I call micro shows, it's when I've got something to say without a guest, straight from me to you. I also use these shows, these micro shows, as an opportunity to respond to your questions. If I take on an inordinate amount of one type of question between episodes here, and I'm like, you know what? The people want to know what I think about that. And so I try and create sort of the my personal, for now, definitive answer to that question. And I can just point people here. It's very valuable for me. But it's also, I hope, via proxy, if you survey all the people who are paying attention to the work that I'm doing, you will like get value. Like, oh yeah, this is a thing that by and large I had a question about or I share. Um, not always going to be true. So if this is uh, not true for you, just go ahead and hang up. I think this is worthwhile. But first, we got to hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Creative Live. Creative Live is the world's largest hub for online creative education. Education in photo, video, art design, music and audio, and the ability to make a living and a life in those disciplines. It's the highest quality, highly curated classes taught by the world's top experts. We're talking Pulitzer Prize winners, Oscar winners, Grammy Award winners, New York Times bestselling authors, and the best entrepreneurs of our time. Names like Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, Ariana Huffington are on the platform. And you get classes taught from guys like Tim Ferriss, Lewis Howes, uh, Ramit Sethi. Again, I could list uh, a thousand other names of the top photographers, designers, musicians, the best in class. You get it. Now, right now, if you're familiar with me and my work, you might be saying, well, wait a minute. Isn't that a company that you started, Chase? Well, yes, it is. In fact, Creative Live makes this entire podcast possible. And in fact, all of my longstanding Chase Jarvis Live shows. Creative Live has millions of students around the world. More than 2 billion minutes of education have been consumed on that video platform. So, you know, that's a little bit of the sort of the what and the how behind Creative Live. But here's the why, which I think is so critical. Creative Live exists to help you live your dreams in career, hobby, and life. In short, I started Creative Live with a bunch of really committed friends because we saw a a big need in the world. We wanted to help our peers and friends and, and folks out there in the world transition to new careers, live new dreams, take the leap, if you will, into an entirely different sort of direction where you can leave that job, maybe your job with the man, and strike out on your own. I also saw my peers in the photo and design world needing to sort of up their skills and get ahead. And I saw friends who were happily working at great companies but wanted to pursue their hobby to a next level that you know might someday parlay into a side hustle. So we built that platform. Uh, these classes at Creative Live are the most highly and authentically produced of any of the online video platforms you'll experience. The top experts, it's all shot with 48 cameras, all in HD, beautifully presented and accessible on desktop, tablet, mobile. You know I stand for quality and that's what Creative Live uh, puts out. To that end, I have also taken it upon myself to curate a handful of my very favorite classes and mix them in with some of the top performing classes on Creative Live. And I'll bake that into a landing page called creativelive.com slash hustle just for you. 
this community listens to our podcast here. So you should go there and you should check that out as a special thank you for being a podcast listener. If you find a class that you love, either from the ones that I've curated or elsewhere on the site, and you want to buy it, during checkout, enter the code CHASER. That's my name plus an R, just C-H-A-S-E-R. And do that during checkout and you'll get 25% off your order. Uh, I think that's awesome and I hope you do too. So thanks very much for checking it out. Let me know what you think. Now that's it for the sponsors. Uh, Now let's get into the show. Today's topic that I believe is worthwhile is instincts versus gremlins. Now, if I have advocated for anything over the course of the last, I would say, 18 months, certainly in the list of top 10 is to trust your instincts. Your instincts, those are the things that are your guiding light. If there's anybody in your life that tells you not to trust your instincts, don't trust them. Clear? All right. Now, I admittedly, the reason I want to do this particular show is because there's a question that you all have asked that I have had to wrestle with at some points in my life, and that is, how do you differentiate your instincts from gremlins? And the instincts are good things. Gremlins, the gremlins are, I made a, a video about this uh, on my YouTube channel. I don't, Finn, do you know what the name of the, the show was? The 3 a.m. Gremlin voice is not your friend. I think that was the name of the show. Finn is on point. Um, so what that was about is about identifying gremlins and just turning them off. And the gremlins are those 3 a.m. voices that tell you that you are not good enough, especially when trying new things or putting yourself out there. I'm here to tell you that that voice is toxic, self-defeating, and you have to do everything you can to silence it, to get it out of your head. The weird thing is that sometimes people confuse instincts and gremlins. That other voice, they can sometimes sound familiar, except this voice is the right voice to pay attention to. It is your instincts. It may even be critical, but it's critical perhaps in a way that you don't know the distinction, and that's what this episode is about. Once you can tell these two things apart, it's because as I said, they sound very similar. Once you can tell them apart, train that inner ear this will be a massive lever for you because your instincts are crucial to your next steps. Gremlins are crucial to undermining your progress. All right, then. So here, let's let's focus at first. I'm an eternal optimist, so I would, I'm fighting my urge to go right into the, the instincts part, but I think most of us in some way, shape, or form have or are currently experiencing dealing with the gremlin aspect. So I'm going to get into that first. Here's the deal. The things that gremlins say are imaginary. This is the voice of fear. This is the voice of uncertainty, of doubt. These are things that could or may or might happen. Something someone may be thinking. None of this is real. This is a crucial distinction of gremlins. You can't validate that this is true. This is the thing that's saying, gosh, if you put this out there, people might go. If you hear the word might, eh, that is a warning sign. Now, there is a list of, I don't know, categories of things that, that this is not me. This is like actual psychology. Um, I've done a little bit of research here. These are thought patterns. If you have a thought pattern that matches any one of these, I don't know, six or eight things that I'm going to mention right now, this is a gremlin. I didn't just make this up. 
maybe we can, um, I don't know, include this in the show notes or something, this link. There's this great sort of Psychology Central link that I got this from. But here are a handful of patterns, of thought patterns, that if you have this type of thinking, this is a gremlin, so shut it up. All right, thing one, filtering. This is when we take negative details and blow them way out of proportion while we're actively filtering out all the good stuff. For instance, a person may pick out, you know, may pick out some single unpleasant detail and focus on that as opposed to the overall vision for what they're working on. To me, this is um, a very easy trap to get, like you don't see it coming and pretty soon it just, it creeps in there and then all of a sudden, wait a minute, I'm, I'm taking the negative stuff and blowing that way out of proportion. There's a lot of things that are working here that I'm not paying attention to. So thing one to be careful of, these are gremlins, are filtering. Thing two, black and white thinking. In this world of polarized thinking, you fall into the trap of thinking things are either black or white. We have to be perfect or we're a failure. Anytime that there is no middle ground it, with your voices in your head, you're getting suckered. You're, this is a massive disservice to you. If you're in a place where people or situations are in either or, you either do this or that, there are no shades of gray that allow for the complexity of life. Um, this is a warning sign. If your performance falls short of perfect, you see yourself as a failure, that should be a warning sign. All right, that's thing two. Thing three, overgeneralizations. In this particular cognitive distortion, you create radically general conclusions based on one incident or piece of evidence that, again, if something bad happens once, then you're saying, oh my God, this is probably going to happen again over and over or next time. Maybe that single unpleasant event is if, if in your mind you're thinking that happened, therefore it's going to happen over and over again, that is also a gremlin. Ignore it. I'm going to accelerate a little bit trying to get through this list. The next one is called mind reading. Without individuals saying so, when we think we know what they are feeling or the way they are seeing us or acting, it's not helpful. <laughs> we are not mind readers. We do not know what people are thinking. And anytime we're ascribing what someone else is thinking, that's toxic. Kill it. Another one, catastrophizing. Does this sound familiar? If you expect disaster to strike no matter what, this is magnifying or minimizing the catastrophe that's about to happen. That is another sign of warning. Anytime you're projecting a tragedy before it's actually happened, I encourage you to, to, to recognize that and say, wait a minute, I need to be dealing with things that are actually happening in my life, not the things that if X and Y and Z happened and all those things were true, then the world is going to come to an end. Then my work's going to be a failure. Then I'm not going to get the job. Then I'm going to disappoint my boyfriend, girlfriend, wife. You get it. Do not catastrophize. That is a 3 a.m. gremlin. Another one, controlled fallacies. If we feel externally controlled, that means if we feel like we are victims of fate, quote, I can't help it if the quality of my work is bad. My boss said I have to work overtime to do the whatever. That's all external. That's the kind of voice you want to learn to quiet. Fallacy of fairness, another one. If we feel resentful because we think we know what's fair, but other people are not agreeing with us. Toxic thinking, stamp it, get it out of your face. 
Now, those are a handful of cognitive distortions that I would like you to try and be aware of. I don't, I'm not a psychologist. You should not take my advice in line with that of your therapist, your psychologist, but this comes from experience, especially experience when, like to use Brene Brown's words, when you are when you are the quote man in the arena, when you are in the position of putting stuff out there to be seen, of becoming vulnerable, of sharing what it is you're creating, being, becoming, when you're putting it out there, you're you're not going to please everybody. There's no question about it. Are you more ripe for um, for criticism? Sure. But you have to quiet these 3M gremlins if you want to continue to be able to put stuff out there because it's in those modes that the best stuff life has to offer presents itself. Now, this is my favorite switch right here. This is when we go, okay, so what's the distinction again? There's all these cognitive distortions. Common thread is all of those things are in your head. They are things that haven't actually happened yet. They are things that you are making up. By extension then, instincts are things that are by and large true. If you can think of your instincts as things that can be unflinchingly honest about yourself, something you'd like to change, something you're feeling in your inter, it's usually more of a gut than a head. That's another thing that I use to just differentiate these two things. Instincts, when you wake up and you say, you know what? I should be doing more of this. That's a gut feeling. It's usually positive because it's orienting you towards something rather than away from something is a very different thing than that 3 a.m. cycle. You wake up, you like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. This person thinks I'm X or Y. This, you know, again, one is made up. One is something that you feel deeply in your gut rather than your head. This is like instincts are that unflinchingly honest friend who said, you know what? I think you can do better. You know what? You might consider looking at this another way. You know what? You should take that job. It might be hard. You might fail, but you should pursue X. That is an instinct. Unlike gremlins, again, these are things that are real. You can put your hands on these. You can usually do one more round of edits on that video. You can usually play one more round of golf before you head into the golf tournament. Whatever the thing is, it's often your own interpretation at a gut level, not a head level, a gut level of what you should be doing with your time, with your life, with your soul, your spirit. Now, I can't say that I always get this right on the first time. But I can say that now when I wake up at 3 a.m. and I still have these thoughts. I'm telling you, we all do. Uh, It's just, it's universal. The most famous, fancy, successful friends I have and the ones who are hitting me up on Facebook for advice about how to get their first gig. We're all humans. We all have this, the balance between these two things. And the wisdom comes from knowing the difference. Again, in conclusion, gremlins, fear, uncertainty, doubt based on imaginary shit, shit that you're making up, shit that hasn't actually happened yet, that if X, Y, and Z happens, then I will be, quiet that down. When you wake up at 3 a.m., observe that. You say, you know what? That is a gremlin. Chase told me to not pay attention. So I'm just gonna, I want you to know that I hear you, gremlin, but I'm gonna give you no energy. Bye-bye. I'm going back to bed. (laughs) Instincts, 
by contrast are the voice of truth. These are things that you feel in your gut that will help you do better or be more true to yourself. I'm not saying that it's easy to tell the difference, but I am suggesting that if you use this framework that I've shared with you today, you will make progress towards being able to identify one from the other. And it is in that identifying the things that are there to help you versus the things that are there to take you out of the knees that you will find, I believe, not just more success in your career, in your hobby, and in life, but dear God, more joy. Gremlins, they hack joy at the knees. Instincts support you, your dreams, your goals, and your future. All right. Um, again, these shows, these micro shows, give me some feedback. I'm trying to put things out there, A, that I don't hear or see anywhere, B, things that are things I've personally struggled with and see things where over this you know recent period of time x that i see you guys asking about i'm trying to provide some value so the way to get more of these shows or a specific kind of value out of me as a human into your ears or eyes is to ask i am listening and i hope you are talking thank you so much i love you guys have a great week i'll see you again next week all right, that about wraps it up. But before I let you go, I want to say, A, a huge thank you. B, let you know how to find me. I'm basically at Chase Jarvis all over the internet on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm very active on Snapchat. You guys should check it. If that's a platform that you enjoy, uh, check me out there as well as all the other ones. It's a super important ask for you to share this. Also, uh, subscribe via iTunes, SoundCloud, and or Stitcher. And most definitely, if you're willing to put in a little bit of extra juice, please leave a review on iTunes. That helps make our podcast more visible. Last place that you can check it out and, and get some additional value is in my newsletter, which is chasejarvis.com VIP. That is where I put content out before it hits my social platforms. So that's sort of the insider track. Leave comments all over the internet for me. I will track them down and respond as best I can. And uh, again, huge thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'm looking forward to the next episode already. I hope you'll join me next time.